The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and it's great to be with you today. I'm so glad you could take some time out of your busy schedule to join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, women and health care. It's the topic of discussion today, and there was some really startling facts from um, the Marketing to Women Conference on healthcare that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later on in this program. But it really does state, kind of uh, set the stage for why healthcare and women is such a startling uh, topic. Did you know that uh, women's healthcare spending are estimated at $500 billion? $500 billion. That's roughly 90% of total United States expenditures, with women making 90% of all consumer health care decisions and accounting for 85% of all health care purchases. Now, that's just women, you guys. Women. Um, now, women not only make health care decisions for their families, but also, unfortunately, we make merely, uh, what, 60% of all health care admissions. So while, you know, clearly we have our own health concerns, we're really kind of motivated by the health and wellness of our families. And more and more of us are getting our information online. I found this fascinating, that the Internet, not healthcare professionals, the Internet is by far... Um, U.S. households' main source of healthcare information, with women seeking information online in, in much larger rates than men. And in fact, 90%, a little over 90% of women ages 25 to 34 are searching health information online. Little bit nervous about that because not everything you read online is going to be fact-based, but I know that I am just as guilty as the next woman. I have a little ache and pain and then I'm right online trying to figure it out and diagnose myself. Well, I want to talk about today our purse profile, which is the alpha mom. And, you know, we talk about uh, women in health care and women, especially women, taking charge of all of their family's health and wellness. And to me, that's really kind of the alpha mom. There's 1.6 million of these women in the United States, median age of 39, college grads, employed full-time with a median household income of $121,000. Now, she keeps up with fashion. She sees herself as a trendsetter. She's confident embracing what she feels is her individualism. She's ambitious and motivated. Uh, she desires something new and, and really desires a lot of quality for the value. 
She's shopping Neiman Marcus, Ikea, Williams-Sonoma, Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom. She's driving a Volvo, BMW, Volkswagen, and a Jeep. Um, for designers, she's she's um, looking at cosmetics like Chanel, Lancome, Essie Lauder, and MAC, and, and wearing Bobby Brown, um, Merle Norman, Vera Wang, Chris, Christian Dior, and Prada. When it comes to her top media choices, you can find this woman uh, reading a full array of things like W, Better Homes and Gardens, Time, um, Vogue, uh, Wired, and watching Oprah, of course, because who really doesn't watch Oprah? She's also on cable watching Discovery Channel, Style, E, and Bravo. And she's online a lot at CNN.com, eBay, Travelocity, Ticketmaster, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Well, um, we're talking about women in health care, and, and my guest today certainly knows a lot about that. Nan McCann is president of PME Enterprises and the founder of the very first conference for marketing health care to women. She's also the brain behind those companion conferences I've talked so much about, Marketing to Moms, Marketing to Women, and Good and Green. She's also got another first coming your way in 2010, the Marketing to Girls Conference. But today we're talking women in health care and specifically about all the great thinking that came out of the Conference for Marketing Health Care to Women in early November. So stick around. More Purse Strings is next. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with Internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company, the card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle, L-I-T-L-E dot com. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, 
the premier online news release and content distribution service. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Nan McCann, president of PME Enterprises and founder of the Conference for Marketing Healthcare to Women and Companion Conferences, Marketing to Moms, Marketing to Women, and Good and Green. Nan, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much. And I just want to tell you, Maria, we're, we're launching another uh, conference uh, next spring, which is Marketing to Girls. Oh, that's fabulous. You know, I've been wondering when that's going to happen because girls, oh, do they hold strings, the purse strings? I mean, they, they have a they lot sure of disposable income. I think that's brilliant, Nan. So um, more, more news on that as uh, it gets closer to its development. Uh, maybe we can talk again in February. Well, Nan, that will be a fabulous conference. And I know you're just right off the heels of yet another conference. This is the very first one devoted to the topic of health care. And this time you went from Chicago to Washington, D.C. And, you know, I, I know we're all really familiar uh, with the fact that women really are the primary curator of her family's overall health and well-being. So I'm curious, was that the the reason why you decided to focus on health care? And if so, I'm curious, why now? Well, you know, we, we, we never make these decisions um, rashly to, to launch a new conference. We really do a lot of research. And we were startled to see that women make 90% of all uh, consumer uh, health care decisions. They make 93% of all OTC pharma purchases. They account for 85% of all health care purchases and control more than two-thirds of the health care spending in our country. And, and that, those numbers um, surprised us. But despite this growing number of healthcare conferences that so many people attend in the industry every single year, the topic of marketing healthcare products and services to women gets really gets little or no attention on thousands of meeting agendas every year. Um, and in today's economy, you think that learning how to increase marketing ROI with women, the chief wellness officers in all households, would be the bottom line priority for all brands especially since um, we also know that about 66% of women feel misunderstood by healthcare marketers. Um, that's a startling statistic when you consider that she is potentially your very best customer. So we looked over the programs of the leading healthcare association meetings and decided there was nothing there on marketing and the time had come to launch this conference. Because, Maria, here's the truth. Women of all cultures, colors, and life stages are the most active leaders in the wellness movement in this country. And we talk about health care reform. Well, health care reform begins with her. So if we as marketers want women on our side, we must have more than a brand that works. You know, we have to work on communicating with her, connecting, connecting with her, becoming a trusted and uh, a, a loyal source of solutions in her life. And we kept, we heard that over and over again in the program that we did. 
and we've got well, to and, learn and how to and I was influence her, and understand how she makes decisions, and, and, and today how she navigates all the channels of information that are open to her in this new age of healthcare. You know, Tom Peters once, um, he once wrote in Marty Barletta's book, Marketing to Women, um, that women are economic opportunity number one. And never was that more true than in healthcare. So our aim at uh, M2WHC, the conference for marketing healthcare to women, was to help the marketers learn how to help a woman make healthier decisions for herself and her family while choosing their brands in the process. And we thought that, that that's really a prescription for success. So that's why we decided to launch this now. And, and healthcare reform is, is, is all the rage. Oh, it's all the rage, absolutely. In fact, it was it was eerily timed. I mean, by the time I think you had your, your conference hitting in early November, the reform discussion was really, really creating tons of buzz nationally, and I have to imagine it was creating some buzz there at the conference, too. Did, did you have any discussions around the politics of health care at the conference? Well, we there wasn't. I I would say this. We we didn't. We did try to um, to to capture um, some 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 political um, um, voices um, for the program and weren't successful. President Obama um, respectfully declined. <laughs> Michelle Obama declined. Kathleen Sebelius declined. These people were very very busy meeting. Um, um, but we did choose D.C. specifically for that very reason that um, that this really was the epicenter of uh, a health care reform debate. And we thought it was a perfect place to launch what will become an annual conference. Um, uh, and and we wanted to also honestly hold um, this this conference in a venue that was very uh, similar to the con- conference venue in Chicago and represented our conference brand. You know, our conferences. You've been to our conferences, so you know they're always in the impressive Chicago Cultural Center, which is such a beautiful memorial to the Civil War dead. Um, so we decided to to launch this conference in D.C. In a building with similar celebratory beauty, so the National Museum of Women and the Arts, um, that was started by a woman named Wilhelmina Cole Holiday, uh, who's still a driving force in the, at this at museum. She's in her late 80s, going into early 90s, and still very active. This museum is um, a Washington D.C. landmark. It was a former Masonic uh, temple. Um, it's an extraordinary jewel of a, of a building, and it's it's the only museum in the world, surprisingly, dedicated exclusively to recognizing the contributions of women artists. So we were especially proud to launch the first uh, of this M2WHC conference to uh, in, a, in such a beautiful place. Um, as to the politics of health care reform, you know, mo- few, very few of the uh, speakers um, um, touched on that very much um, because we were, we were dealing mainly with marketers. Um, and even the marketers who will be impacted by health care reform um, were s- somewhat um, either tight-lipped about it and, and didn't feel that they were comfortable enough um, speaking um, for their corporations about um, their, their, their stand on health care reform. Um, or some of them, if they did have an involvement, it might have been um, uh, 
more focused on something specific, such as social media marketing. Um, and Peter Pitts, who's the director of global healthcare um, at uh, Porter Novelli, um, is somebody who was going to be testifying um, later that month um, on a Senate at a Senate subcommittee um, hearing, specifically on on. Um, the role that pharmaceutical companies can play in social media marketing, um, and that's one of his his very um, um, important topics. So that was the the I think just about the only um, political. Um, input we had. We did have a closing panel on day one called Reforming and Transforming um, Marketing Healthcare to Women in a Time of Change. Um, the healthcare landscape is changing so quickly, and to my way of thinking, this is a, a time of convergence. So the current administration is advocating change, and that reform, that reform is a one work in progress. But I contended since the beginning when we started thinking about really launching this last January that commerce abhors a void. So what we're really witnessing is the rise into the marketplace of new technology and new product offerings that are also not maybe reforming but transforming healthcare as we know it. So some of these new introductions are really absolute game changers and are going to impact on marketers of healthcare to women. And so we had Grad Khan, one of the founders of Microsoft Health Vault, um, um, and he spoke about his platform that puts people in control of their healthcare data by helping them collect, store, and share health information with their family members and healthcare providers. Imagine what that's going to mean to women to mothers. Um, the attendees loved GradCon from, from Microsoft. I think that they, his, his explanation about what he was doing was so exciting. And then there was a woman, um, Del Williams, who is a senior director of marketing and strategy at Take Care Health Systems, which is a subsidiary of Walgreens. I don't know if you've, you've seen what they're doing, Maria, but they're taking healthcare services right into their brick and mortar retail outlets, and they're also taking um, these healthcare services, creating clinics and corporations around the country. Imagine what that means. Mm-hmm. So while the debate rages in the House and Senate, corporate America is busy innovating and creating its own solutions. And that really was more, even though we were in Washington, D.C., we didn't have any of the policy wonk people there. Um, The focus really was what marketers are doing, and where they're heading at a time when healthcare is truly an opportunity for so many of them. Well, and you had a lot of thought leaders there, too. I thought what you just said about having um, people there who were really taking control of, of health care themselves and implementing change in a very proactive way. I mean, you had Dr. Nancy Snyderman of NBC, yeah. Dr. Barry Sears, I mean, who hasn't read The Zone. I know I've read The Zone. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, contributors to the Today Show. Um, I mean, you had insurance agencies, hospitals, even even the Mayo Clinic right here down the street from me in Rochester, Minnesota. I mean, Tina Sharkey, who leads the largest um, online uh, service for for moms, Baby Center. Uh, You know, Mary Lou Quinlan of Just Ask a Woman. I mean, you had the March of Dimes, the CDC. Um, I mean, you really did have uh, a lot, a lot of big brains 
um, there for this conference. And, man, I have to say, when I was looking at the lineup, I was so impressed, and I was wondering what you had to do to get all those people in a room for a few days. <laughs> I mean, big promises. No. Uh, yeah, we did. I love that. Big brains. They were big brains. And, um, and that, you know, that's what we do, Maria. That's our job. We really aim to gather the, the best and the brightest in um, industries for each of our, our conferences. Um, and this, this time for marketing healthcare to women was really no different. Um, uh, I felt that the people that we spoke with were and invited to, to speak um, uh, were excited by the opportunity um, because they recognized when we explained to them that there had never been a forum on marketing to women, actually communicating with women, building um, a loyal um, customer basis. Most of the people we spoke with realized that that was true. Um, whether or not they had been to association meetings or not, they knew that marketing was something that, that wasn't focused on. You know, Dr. Nancy Snyderman was such a perfect start to the two-day program. Uh, she focused on honesty. And what I, what I really think we're all going to remember was her own honesty and ability to engage with the audience on a really very inclusive and down-to-earth um, um, uh, level. She was she was just she was a breath of fresh air, and she came in without an entourage. She came in. Um, she was the first speaker of the first day, um, and um, walked in by herself and immediately began engaging and having a cup of coffee with everyone she could talk to. Um, mm-hmm. She was just that kind of person. One of the best presentations was from a woman named uh, Amber Benson of IMC Squared, who conducted uh, a pre-conference workshop on social media in the healthcare space. That is such an important topic for healthcare marketers, and it's a very touchy one because of all of their um, uh, the demands on compliance. And um, and over and over again, I heard that it was the best presentation on social media many people had ever heard. Uh, Marty Bar. Wow. Uh, proclaimed it positively the best she had ever heard. In fact, the pre- pre-con cocktail party was in full swing, and still people in the pre-con workshop, and I was there, hated to leave the conversation. Um, you brought up Dr. Janet Taylor, who was a contributor to the Today Show, and she's a practicing psychiatrist in New York City and is a former clinical instructor of psychiatry at Columbia University Harlem Hospital. She and Pepper Miller, who is president of the Pepper Miller Group in Chicago and author of the best-selling book, What's Black About It?, focused on black women's health challenges and myths and revealed a lot of cultural insights um, and beliefs that affect their attitude and behaviors about health. Um, um, all of the presentations were unique and refreshing. Remember, a forum of this type really had not existed before. And you know what they say about your first, you'll never forget it. So for me, um, every single one of the sessions focused on something specific and um, new and different in the healthcare arena that applied to marketers. Um, so choosing the best speaker, and we always do that in our conference. We have some kind of an award. Um, this one we, we call the Apple of Our Eye Award, and we're giving that speaker uh, a crystal Simon Pierce apple. Um, that's really a difficult decision, but I'm going to announce today on purse strings before the press release goes out later today 
that the attendees at M2WHC voted Mary Lou Quinlan, the founder and CEO of Just Ask a Woman, the apple of our eye. Well, that's so exciting. Yes. And um, they, the audience loved Mary Lou. She spoke after lunch. You know, that's a very difficult position to have because people are a little logy. But she spoke on the very week her new book launched, and the book is called What She's Not Telling You, Why Women Hide the Whole Truth and What Marketers Can Do About It. And it was the focus of her presentation as it applies to healthcare marketers. What is she not telling you? How do you find out what she really, really means and thinks. Um, Mary Lou is a dazzling presenter, and I recommend that all of your um, listeners read her new book, and she was voted the best speaker, although it was um, it was very tight because all of the speakers were, were lauded um, for, for what they shared with us from their own unique expertise and experience in healthcare, pharmaceutical marketing, research. Um, it was, uh, it was, as you say, it was pretty dazzling um, lineup. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had Tracy Chapman on from Just Ask a Woman. Yes, uh, ah. last week she was a guest, and she was sharing the results of that book that she she co-authored with Mary Lou. And it, it you're right, it's absolutely fascinating book. I read it cover to cover in one weekend. It's a fabulous read. And for anyone out there, I. I second uh, your nomination. You've got to read that book. So I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that she won uh, the big award. She walked away, the, the big, big winner, and I know it had to be incredibly difficult. Um, and you, you've already talked a little bit about some of the, the key takeaways, but were there, were there surprises there, Nan? Was there anything that you, you heard or that people kind of repeated back to you as a big aha for them coming out of, coming out of the conference? I, I don't know that there was one single aha. Um, you know, Pepper Miller um, started drawing our attention to words that were thematically arising through the program. So I started collecting them um, because she was the one that, she, when she got on stage, she was saying, Nan, you know, are you hearing what I'm hearing? So we started just kind of collecting them and build trust was one. And then inspire and empower women. And then build trust. Provide clear information. Build trust. Provide solid solutions. Build trust. Um, we heard that over and over again, this, uh, the importance of building trust with women. Mary Dean of Kickskirt um, said, I don't know if you've ever interviewed her. She's just a fabulous I have. I have. In fact, I had her on to talk about the Dove campaign. That she, she helped originate the Dove campaign many years ago. Yes, she's, um, she, she focused on the trust issue with new research her company specifically did for the conference. And mm-hmm. in that, um, she shared that 23% of women trust celebrities like Oprah less than they did a year ago. Mm-hmm. And as, as Mary said, if you can't trust Oprah, who can, <laughs> you, can trust? you trust? Which was the title of her, her session when she shared all yeah. the research findings. So, you know, that building trust was something that kept coming up over and over again. Um, so what surprised me, um, I, I was actually more surprised that it's taken so long for a forum like this to have launched. Um, it, it continues to baffle me that this industry has been lagging 
in its understanding of female consumers. And it just hasn't been, I don't know why it hasn't been focusing on it. We saw that book sales, Paramount Market Publishing is our official bookseller for our conferences. The book sales were brisk at M2WHC. Books that so many of us um, have read years ago, like Marketing to Women by Marty Barletta. Mm-hmm. That, a classic. That's a new read for the marketers in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from from my position, I was more surprised that it has taken so long. But as I'd indicated to you before we began the interview, um, it was such a satisfying experience, Maria. To because I knew if we could just get the the um, a few of the leaders of each category, from from pharma to healthcare um, um, to media marketing, in that room, that there would be a great aha, and there was. They realized that this is this is information that they had been missing, and they all, to a person, became evangelists for the concept of meeting together um, once a year to learn from one another. Um, and I, I had the experience that I had five years ago when Marketing to Women launched that a new community had been formed, and it was very, very exciting for me. Well, we're going to come back in just a minute, Nam, and I want to talk a little bit about some of the case studies that were presented. You know, you talk about learning from each other, and I know there was some really great learnings with those case studies. So stick around. More purse strings in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Hey.
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Nan McCann, president of PME Enterprises and the founder of the very first conference for marketing healthcare to women and its companion conferences, Marketing Marketing to Women, Good and Green, and the upcoming Marketing to Girls next year. And Nan, we've been spending quite a bit of time today, all the fabulous insights that came out of the the first healthcare um, marketing to women conference that, that you hosted in Washington, D.C. earlier in November, and it seems like there were just, I mean, as you said, um, so many great people in the room over the course of those several days with just um, imparting so much insight, and I know some of that came out of the great case studies that were presented. Can you share a little bit about some of the ones that you thought were most effective and and really what made those case studies um, kind of a, a case into what to do right? You know, I, I'm really going to focus on one in particular um, because I was lo- so looking forward to this, um, and that was Aetna's case um, study. Um, their session was so impressive because it focused on how a smart partnership can help improve women's health. Um, and I had I had had gone to Aetna. I'm based my company is based in Hartford, Connecticut. So Aetna is um, one of our our corporate neighbors. And um, and I I received a, a press release back in in January about a program that they had to educate uh, women of childbearing age about the importance of folic acid in their diets. And um, I was so impressed by the partnership that they put together that I I called Jill Griffiths, who is um, Aetna's VP and head of thought leadership, clinical, and provider relations, and said, you know, I talked to her about sponsorship, but I also said, you know, besides sponsoring, I would really like to see Aetna on stage sharing this entire story of how you put this partnership to educate women about the importance of folic acid, um, how you pulled this together, and how it works, and, and what you plan to do going forward. And so um, the panel, which did come together, um, featured Jill and um, Dr. Marjorie uh, Goldman, who's Aetna's senior medical director, Patty Goldman, um, who is VP and CMO of the March of Dimes, and um, a frequent uh, attendee at our Marketing to Moms and um, Marketing to Women conference. But the panelists that surprised everyone the most was Jake Flates, who is Director of Benefits and Human Resources of Paychecks. I mean, he was <laughs> like, why Paychecks? You know, why is this man on the stage? Well, Paychecks is one of Aetna's corporate clients. They're a progressive employer. 
they do focus on women's health issues because 65% of their workforce are women, and they see that emphasizing wellness as a means to reduce cost in their business plan. So this partnership was an integrated campaign to get women aware of folic acid as an easy, low-cost intervention to decrease the risk of premature birth, which is, of course, one of the big focuses of the March of Dimes. Um, So Aetna used an age-banded approach uh, to target women of childbearing age. They added a coupon, which was provided by another partner, Vitamin Shop, who was not on this particular panel. They reached through this corporate client HR department um, campaign, um, and they had other corporate clients like Paychex involved with this, 90,000 women. It was a great panel, and particularly to hear Jake Flakes talk about what this meant to the women in his company. Um, And I really liked the takeaways that Jill gave us, um, because this, of course, was a, um, an Aetna program. And it was, number one, the first takeaway was the power of having credible and relevant partners. And they certainly had them with their, with their client partners, with uh, March of Dimes, who is now going to continue working with Aetna to share um, medically-based information through the HR departments. Um, it, this is the kind of relationships, um, you know, that that when you look at it, you say, well, that seems logical. Why didn't that happen sooner? But it takes mm-hmm. the first effort to get things started. Um, her second takeaway was that you need employers in the mix. You know, great. I mean, that was, that. I think that that's, and we, when we looked at exit surveys, that was the thing that kept coming up about Jill's um, presentation. It was so refreshing to have a partner like an employer of paycheck size involved in a healthcare story. Um, startling, but, you know, it was great. Um, the third takeaway was to leverage data and unique insights. Um, you know, frequently corporations like Aetna um, are, have wonderful information, medically um, um, sound information that should inform some of the promotions um, that they do. Um, but it, it doesn't always happen, and Aetna used this as a pilot program and saw how effective it could be, and then by bringing in um, the March of Dimes, they can see how they can continue doing that. Um, her fourth takeaway was to be, to be flexible. Not everything works. That was refreshing to hear. You know, no, we're all, you know, marketers. We know that everything doesn't work. Um, But to be flexible is an important part of this. And finally, she said, be patient. Good things take time. And while they didn't have really high coupon redemption in this um, um, this program, they will continue to, to partner with a retailer, and they are going to continue to expand their relationships with nonprofits like um, the March of Dimes. So that, it was exciting, and it was instructive, and it was for Martin, you know, a lot of times, partnerships, we look at things and we say, oh, that makes all the sense in the world. But, but mm-hmm. how do these things come to pass? And how do they get started? How do they get managed? Um, it was a real treat to be able to see um, it from um, the inside out. Um, and um, we were very grateful for, for Aetna doing this. 
Well, and a lot of real implications for marketers out of that case study and really implications out of the entire two days. I mean, you talked about the focus on honesty and transparency and listening and, again, being flexible, all of all of those things, just wonderful insights for marketers. Before we wrap up, though, Nan, I'm curious, was there – was there opportunities um, that we might be missing with women in the topic of health care? Was there any of those things that you said, oh, that's a big miss. We've got to fill that hole. I, I honestly think that um, listening to women is the most important thing. It came up over and over again. Um, not not to assume that you have all the answers, and I think that that's the Achilles heel for some healthcare brand marketers. Um, having a great brand does not equal having a loyal female consumer base. Um, you you may make a product that actually does work wonders for women, but you may not be communicating in a way that she's going to understand. Uh, nor may you be reaching her through the media channels that she's now using. Um, the stats about how women feel about pharma companies and healthcare uh, um, advertisers um, that we heard um, through people like Mary Dean with the, the latest research, that, that, that information is pretty grim. But I think the good news is that this is a great opportunity for smart brands to really stand out if they can stand up and if they can deliver. And um, so this is, an, this is a time of opportunity. Um, and we saw, we saw the rising into the marketplace of some good thinking, new brand development, new ways of communicating with women. Um, this is a time of opportunity. And just because the stats are negative at this point about how women feel about advertisers and pharma companies, et cetera, those who really can um, stand out, they, they really can stand out if they can stand up and if they can deliver. And um, most most brands can do that. Mm-hmm. Man, great, great stuff. And, again, one of those conferences that uh, – I wish I could have made because and I, I think a lot of people listening today will feel the same way. And I know you've got an upcoming uh, Marketing to Girls conference next year, and I know that there's um, always great information on your website. Should people still go to m2w.biz for all that great information? They can um, they can do that, and um, they can m2w.biz is um, is this spring, so they can see um, what we are lining up for this spring's program. Um, they can also visit m2w-hc.com um, to learn more about what happened at the healthcare conference. Um, and I, I certainly welcome anybody reaching me by phone. I'm in Hartford, Connecticut, and my number is 860-724-2649, extension 13. And I'd um, welcome any input from anybody working in the marketing to women space. Nan, thank you so much. Again, you just do great work every time. It's just just flawless, and I'm always so impressed with the the people you can amass in a room. And congratulations on the great success of your very first conference for marketing healthcare to women. Thank you so much, Maria, for having me. 
I look forward to, to coming to the next conference. And thank you to Max, my producer today, for a great show. And join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings. That's right here, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, thanks so much for joining me today. Make it a great one.